0: The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be working alongside Nathan Miller, our producer. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with the interview right after this. In western Nebraska, Sydney used to be known as the toughest town on the tracks. Today, Sydney is home to family-owned restaurants and vibrant downtown full of unique shops. Plan your trip to Sydney and learn more at sydneyne.com Make this picture perfect in Oregon's Mount Hood territory. Get into history's interactive side on the Heritage Trail. Meet baby animals on farm loops and visit vineyards on the new wine trail. Plan your trip today at MountHoodTerritory.com.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water... A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe.
0: Are we there yet? That's not a question you'll be hearing while cruising around Nevada. That's because here in the road trip capital of the USA, that old cliche about it being the journey that matters more is actually legit. In Nevada, you can kick back in a crowdless state or national park. Gaze up at some of the nation's darkest, most star-studded skies. Meander among the world's oldest living trees. Have your breath stolen by the crystal-clear waters of Lake Tahoe. All along the way, you will find the kinds of iconic, wide-open highways where road trip dreams are made. For insider tips about Nevada road trips and unexpected Silver State destinations, Order your free Nevada magazine and visitor guide today at travelnevada.com/travel-guides. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you for joining us on American Road Trip Talk. Today, the Bear Lake Valley is a recreational paradise. Bear Lake on the Idaho-Utah border is often called the Caribbean of the Rockies for its intense turquoise blue water. You can jet ski, go sailing, boating, fish, swim, and play on sandy beaches. Wintertime offers snowmobiling, ice fishing, and snow skiing. Enjoy bird watching and wildlife too. Tammy Lenhart, Tourism Director at BearLake.org, joins us today to share her expertise. Tammy, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me on here.
0: We are delighted, Tammy. And for starters, you know, in a way of just getting to know you a little bit, tell us, Tammy, our listeners want to know what attracted you originally to the Bear Lake Valley. I understand that you call it home.
2: I do call it home, um, you know, and sometimes I kind of forget how uh, lucky I am to be here. But I don't know, something about Bear Lake, I live on the Utah side. My office is on, on that side as well. But both Utah and Idaho is just, it's a peaceful, serene place. And I just can't, I can't tell you enough, just even from waking up, watching the sunrise to the sunsets. Um, one of my favorite things, i got to tell you real quick, though, is every day as I'm driving, and I'll drive around the lake, sometimes or up in the mountain area, the lake always changes colors. And it's, it's different wherever you are because of the cloud cover, the sun, the time of the day, but it's really, truly like you're at the Caribbean. Tammy,
0: I'm very curious about that. I'm sure our listeners are as well. What is it in naturalistic terms, in terms of Mother Nature, how did that area and how did Bear Lake become known as the Caribbean of the Rockies? Because the Caribbean, the last time I checked, was nowhere near the Rockies.
2: (laughs) It's not near the Rockies, nor is it this cold at this time of the year. But um, we have limestone, and it's kind of comes down and it's on the Idaho side but we have little kind of particles in our lake so every time that sun catches it that different uh angle I mean really the it's turquoise it's it's a lighter green um it just has that pure clean color of the Caribbean rock you can even be out there and you can be on your paddleboard, and this is what I love to do, and you're going, oh, my gosh, that lake is absolutely stunning. You look down, straight down in the water, and it still looks the same all the way from the where you can't see anymore. It's just, It's just absolutely stunning. It takes your breath away. But that's not the only thing that's in Bear Lake.
0: Well, I definitely would like to know what else is there. You have me hooked <laughs> just with the idea of, of the wonder that Mother Nature has created there. I can see why it was destined for development, but we can get to that in a little bit. What else does that lake have to offer? What will we find?
2: Okay, not alone, I'm just gonna, let's start out with just the lake area. So we've got sandy beaches, um, and then you'll go on the east side of the lake, both Utah and Idaho. You've got the rocky side where a lot of divers like to go because as you're walking along the shore, you've got your rocks. You go out about five feet and you go straight down. So that's an area where it's really good for diving, fishing, um, a lot of paddleboarding. If you have, if you don't have small kids and you know you just want to get out there fast, um, but you've got a lot of beach areas along the shoreline, both Utah and Idaho. Um, along with that we have we have so many trails up here we have and and the thing about our trails is they're scenic so you got a lot of trails other places and everything but honestly from the time you get onto our trails and the time you get off there is just something unique to see we've got moose we've got elk we've got deer we've got so much wildlife here and then of course you know we've got um i hate to say this but we got awesome golf courses awesome Whoops. golf courses where you <laughs> can see the lake where you could be in the woods so it's just i don't know it's just a dream in this little valley that i call home that i mean everybody is just so kind and so sweet that even though you're on vacation you really, really feel like you're at home just because that's how everybody really makes you feel
0: I'll bet, and the golfers wouldn't mind knowing that information as well. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the places that you know how golfers are. I haven't played that course, and so to be there, they would want to take advantage for sure. You oh, know, absolutely. I'm curious enough to I'm curious enough to ask you, tammy, there uh, people might wonder now, how does this lake get administered, and what are the the differences in the attractions, the availability of lodging, dining, entertainment, when it's, the lake itself straddles two states. We're talking Utah and Idaho.
2: Right. Um, our water comes down from the Wasatch. Um, there's quite a lot of inlets. And then we also have on the north side um, where we have a big power plant, that is where they release the water. Um, it first goes to the power plant, and then it goes and feeds the farms. Um, also, you know, just around the area, there's so many rentals, recreation rentals, that you can rent a boat, you can rent a kayak, sea dues, um, water tramps. They even have a water a wheelchair so that you can actually wheel them down to the beach, um, you know, for some of the disabled. They can't make it down. They make it so easy for everybody just to enjoy. We have horseback riding. Um, quite a few places that you can do that at, um, and lodging. Oh my goodness, lodging! You can go all the way from a small condo to a home that fits up to eighty people. Um, there, it's just fascinating. A lot of people come here in the summertime to do a lot of family reunions um, because it's so family oriented, and we've got the facilities. You know to to house a whole big family or several, four or five families all together. Um, the lodging is excellent. Like I said, our food choices <laughs> are so wonderful. Everybody, when you go to Bear Lake, you can't leave without having a raspberry shake. That's something that we're famous for. Um, but we've got a lot of mom, pa um, places open. They're usually open. They start... Um, from Memorial Day to Labor Day weekend. Um, and that's just because it is mom, pops, so, um, families, they have to go back to school and, um, so therefore, but we do have some all around beautiful lodging and restaurants that you just, you just need to come and experience it. It's so hard to tell you, but you know what? I promise, once you get over here, you're gonna love it.
0: Uh, of that, I have no doubt, Tammy. When it comes to lodging, for example, what is the array of what is available? A lot of places that are the most successful I've found for road trippers around the USA are those places that offer something for every budget.
2: It is so true. You can get a place for oh, under a hundred dollars, maybe like ninety ninety dollars, all the way up to two thousand a night. So, it it accommodates every need that you have, you know, from one person, two people, one small family, and like I said, a a big family reunion. Um, Your accommodations, they range from where you can go right on the lake, you can go up in the mountains, um, and there's quite a few that, you know, give or take a, a week in advance, you'll you'll have no problem finding a place to stay. Even those that just kind of roll in and they're just passing by and, and they want to stay because it's so beautiful, they're there for sure to find a place.
0: Even on short notice?
2: Oh, shoot, yeah. we got a lot of places on short notice. You might have to call me and I'll help you find one, but I can guarantee I can find you one. <laughs>
0: Before we close the show, we'll give people the opportunity to touch base with you online. That is so encouraging to hear about. And just all of the available activities, looking at one of several photos of Bear Lake, it seems that they've built quite a nice marina there.
2: Oh, my goodness, they have. And, you know, this year um, they started just on the entranceway. They're expanding it. So that marina is going to be double, and that will be on the other side, on the north side of that marina that we already have. So the marina, if you're looking at a picture on our website or uh, on Google, just imagine that marina being double that size. There's just so many people that, that love to come and recreate, but yet we have such a big lake that you've, you know, you've got so much room. We just needed to really accommodate the the visitors and make that marina bigger.
0: I guess I should ask you, how big is the lake?
2: (laughs) It is so big. Do you want to know how many many miles around it? Sure. Okay, it's 109 miles all the way around.
0: Seriously? Wow.
2: Yeah, and the depth, um, 208 feet. The shoreline is only 48 miles. So imagine that shoreline. And then the width. There is the width that is only 8 miles. And then the length is 20 miles.
0: That gives people plenty to see. I mean, it's <laughs> it's manageable, but we're not talking about a small lake with a bunch of great stuff around it. The lake itself is super
2: impressive. Oh, it is. It is. Super, super impressive. Anytime you want to go out, you really do have your own space. Um, I see a lot of sailboats. That's my favorite place, actually, to go and and relax and unwind is at the marina. So I go all the way down to the pier. So I'm watching the sailboats as they're going out there. And really, it's almost like they're in their own little world out there. It's just they get together, they have fun, and then all of a sudden... In another spot, you see the boats and the jet skis, and, you know, it's just everybody has their own little spot and and tranquil time and relaxation, whether it be on the water, the mountains, or, you know, just around in your your wonderful accommodations, so.
0: Now I can see where jet skis might be a little forbidding in wintertime but come late spring through summer, maybe even into early fall. I've never been on a jet ski in my life, Tammy, I must confess, but if I were gonna do it for the first time, I think Bear Lake would be the place to go for it.
2: Oh, well, I'll tell you what, Gary, if you have never been on one, you really need to give me a call and I'll make sure that your trip here is just fantastic. You'll love it. You'll never, you'll never get old of talking about Bear Lake. I promise you.
0: I may get old, but I won't get tired of talking about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true.
0: What a wonderful place it sounds like to visit. You know, I'd like to end, of course, you know, I'm not asking for the entire history lesson here with a, a ton of facts. But just, you know, what you have at your fingertips, Tammy. Tell us a bit about the natural history and something about the pioneers. I mean, who were the settlers that came in? And I'm sure there were tribes that were there before them. What was the interaction like? How did all of this get started?
2: Okay, so it was it was once you know um, a trading a trading area, and they did at one time um, call it totally something different than Bear Lake. It was, I think, it was like the traders something. Don't quote me on this because. But what they would do is they would come and trade with the Indians, the fur traders, um, and, you know, it just, just became like a, a traveling through area. We also have um, the Oregon Trail Center, which uh, goes right through Montpelier area. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. It's a, It's called the National Oregon-California Trail Center. But so we've got a lot of pioneer history in our little valley. Um, so back then is, is, you know, when they would do the, the fur trading. And I do believe, um, I do believe it was, oh, I can't even tell you right now. You're going to have to go on and look. But it, it was really a famous place for the trading. In the wintertime, um, to get their, their trading and their goods, they would actually, because the lake would freeze over, they would actually drill in and make these blocks so that they could, um, you know, make these slides so that they could carry everything across the lake very easily. Um, it's just fascinating. There's so many stories about um, Peg Leg, and those are the traders, you know, that that were here and, and the fights that they got into, and it's just There's just so much history and museums here as well that it's just, it's very incredible, very incredible.
0: The lake was originally named Black Bear Lake by a gentleman named... There you go,
2: Black Bear Lake, because of the the fur trading, yes.
0: And that uh, name was uh, designated by a gentleman named Donald McKenzie. He was an explorer for the Northwest Fur Company. Well, there you are, the fur trade. And uh, he explored the lake back in 1819. So this goes back quite a ways there. And uh, there was, um, I mean, there are famous men, Jedediah Smith and Jim Bridger among them. Mm
2: -hmm. They gathered at this
1: location.
2: Exactly. And then, you know, something we have not talked about. Um, Did you know that we have a Butch Cassidy Museum in Montpelier?
0: I did not.
2: They have the original bank that he broke into.
0: Seriously.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. The, the safe, the bolt. I mean, there's so much in there with um, the Montpelier residents and people who found things. He's just got it so, it, it's just amazing of the stuff that you go in and you just learn in a short period of time.
0: They there are many people that would go. There. Well, you know, there are so many people who would go there in part to learn about the history, the history buffs among us. The lake itself, as I understand it, lies relatively near the Oregon Trail. It runs, is it north and east of the lake?
2: What, what was that again? What trail? Uh, the
0: Oregon, the Oregon trail? trail?
2: Yep, you're you're right. Mm-hmm.
0: Traveled by many pioneers between oh, 1836 man. and the 1850s. Although, you know, one note about this, this is interesting. With uh, travel by many pioneers. Now, we're talking about between 1836 and the 1850s, but it seems, at least according to the record, as I understand it, that none of them went south enough to view the lake. They missed, they missed the whole view.
2: <laughs> they did. They did. And even Butch Cassidy, you know, when, when the bank was established in 1891, you know, that's north of, of Bear Lake a little bit. So, you know, they've missed a lot of stuff, but still a very unique area.
0: In later years, of course, Bear Lake became a very popular resort and recreation area. Many developers selling lakeshore and mountain view lots. Tell us a bit about how the development phases went. It seems to me that there might've been some master plan involved, but there there was a lot of healthy ambition involved there too to make this place as beautiful and as profitable as possible.
2: You know, I've lived here for 30 some odd years, and. And I remember the place just being a lot of farmland. Um, And then it, you know, eventually was that recreation destination slowly. But I'll tell you what, when it came to COVID, that is really when it hit um, big time. After that, a lot of developers come in, they see the the area, they see the potential. Um, So we've got a lot of growth. We do have uh, great leadership. That you know, make sure that our infrastructure stays up to par, and and so there, we're growing. We're kind of growing a little fast right now, but it's it's proper. Everything is growing, um, with good results in roads and things for them people to do. So,
0: I'm glad to hear that Tammy, because growth is good. Managed growth is even better.
2: Correct. Yep
0: and I do not want to end this interview. We have a few minutes left. So let's make sure <laughs> we're not quite to the end yet. So and that's a good thing because I hope you will tell our listeners about the glory of the raspberries. Their raspberries in that region are famous and with good reason.
2: They are. You know, and we growing up, I remember coming over to Bear Lake and, and picking raspberries with my grandma and my mom and learning how to do all that jam stuff. and But I'll tell you what, growing up as I matured and came over by myself, and, and it was just, it was so nice to go over to people's houses and, and just pick the raspberries. Now all of your ma and pa shops over there have unique raspberry shakes. Every one of them is different. Some are thicker, some are smoother. You know, it's the creamy... Um, versus the hard ice cream. But they all have their own personality to them. And and it's just, it's something that we still have farms, not very many because there there was a, a bug that came in and killed a lot of the raspberry farms. But because it is so cool in the evenings up there, our growing season is just perfect for raspberries.
0: And that's something that, I read about, checking it out on Wikipedia, some kind, I don't know if it was a fungus, you, you mentioned a bug, that actually did a lot of damage to the raspberry crop, but it seems to be on the rebound.
2: It It is on the rebound. You'll see a lot of people doing it just on their own. We do have one farm, and that's in, in Lake Town, and that is Chad's uh, raspberries. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but, but they do a lot of their products, their jams, their syrups, all kinds of things. Um, But they are coming on the rebound and we're so happy to see that.
0: And good for them. With all the glories of winter, sounds like it's fair to say, Tammy, that year round, Bear Lake and the Bear Lake Valley are going to have plenty to offer anybody who plans to come about any time to visit.
2: It's true. You know, a lot of people just come in the summertime, which that that's our biggest season. Um, and our fall is absolutely stunning. It's cool nights, warm days, and the water is the warmest. Um, it's calm during the day. It's like glass out there. Um, our leaves are changing, so it's beautiful up in the mountains. And then our winter comes when we get lots of snow up here. Um, we've got you know, like I said, groomed trails for snowmobiles, uh, snowshoeing, cross country skiing, and then we have a ski resort, which is about 15 minutes away from the Bear Lake area on the Utah side. Um, so there's, there's so many great opportunities, you know, to come in the wintertime and enjoy yourself and, and the air is fresh, you know, it's, it's, we kind of sometimes go to our, our areas and we work and we come home, but, you know, you need that fresh air also. It kind of rejuvenates your body.
0: No doubt about that, I'm sure. Tammy Lenhart, tell people where they can find you and find out more about Bear Lake Valley and Bear Lake online.
2: All right, you guys, you can find me at bearlake.org. Um, also, you can find us on Facebook, which is Bear Lake Valley CBB. There you'll find a lot of our awesome pictures as well that we take daily, weekly. Um, so, yeah, find us on Facebook. Check out our website, org. Give us a call and, or or just email us.
0: And plan a glorious visit to this wonderful spot on the earth. Tammy yes, Lenhart, thank you. I should
2: thank see you. Gary soon.
0: Hey, I want to get there and shake your hand and enjoy all that is there. <laughs> what a trip that will be. Tammy Lenhart, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Hey, thank you, Gary. You have a wonderful weekend. And Merry Christmas to everybody listening.
0: And to you as well. Thank you so much. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky representative co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American road.